one and the same to technical writers, basically. It really helped me see all aspects that go into creating quality documentation. And leading a team instead of actually writing the documentation helped me see different ways that people like their own workflows and what goes into that to create the documentation that makes sense. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast, where Gallery Ram Kumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day, everyone. Our guest today is Jesse Eberens, technical writer at Chain Analysis. Welcome, Jesse, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, Kauri, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's just the beginning of the week, right? So, <laughs> super. So, Jesse, please help us understand a little bit more about yourself and how did you initially got into documentation, please? Definitely. So, I've been a technical writer for kind of SaaS products for about six years now, uh, starting to go on seven. And it started at a place called Bullhorn about actually six years ago as well. And I started out on the support team as a technical support analyst, taking phone calls for customers, teaching them how to use the product that we made, which was an ATS and CRM software. And it wasn't anything that I was necessarily seeking out. I've heard a lot of guests on this podcast kind of have the same story of documentation as something that they just sort of fell in. And I'm really no different in that regard. It was something to where when I saw the job opening at Bullhorn for a technical writer, I figured, hey, I really like helping people. I like explaining concepts to help people understand them better. And it just sort of all fit together. I didn't even know that it was a career that people could get into at that time. But it was something that once I got into it, I realized, wow, I really like doing this. And I kind of just stuck with it ever since. So really have my roots and support where it all stems from helping people. Great. It's a great story, Jesse. I also would like to understand a little bit about your educational background. Like you have an associates of applied science degree in multimedia or web design. So how has your education helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, just sort you know, that associates, it really where I got to at Bullhorn, I didn't use it really too much, but the part that has helped me in my career going forward that I've learned is building websites requires a lot of HTML and CSS knowledge. And I built a lot of those foundational pieces learning web design. And that kind of helps me whenever I build a documentation website or I need to maintain one, there's HTML and CSS that goes into that. So I'm able to look at the code of that website and actually understand what's going on. So how are all these different assets working together to build this? And for example, if we spin up a documentation website from scratch, I can go in there and apply styles because I know what works, what doesn't work, what's possible with HTML, things like that. So in terms of getting my career, I'm not sure if it had much of a role there, but definitely understanding the code behind the websites that I've helped maintain ever since. So. 
Great, great. You did mention all this happened about six, roughly six years ago. So what has been your documentation process in general across the different companies you've worked so far? Across where I've worked, typically I fell under the support team. So my process is working closely with support to understand how can we help the customer get the most benefit out of the product. So with that, you know, I've typically fell under support, but I've worked very closely with the product team throughout the lifetime of features to really understand what do people need to know? What do we want them to take away? And how do we make that come to life through documentation? The thing that I've always kind of done is work very closely with a cross-functional team. So at Bullhorn, for example, we would have uh, go-to-market plans and I would be heavily involved with them sort of at their inception to really understand new features and everything about them, as I was saying. So it's kind of ad hoc in nature sometimes because I think writing for a SaaS product, there will be features that just kind of you know happen. And we always, like me and the team, always have to be available to write about them and to understand them. It's probably a long-winded way of explaining it, but I've also believed in really understanding the feature. So digging in deep, I always tell people that I go into the feature with the mindset of, I'm going to try to break it, but not necessarily as a bad thing. But that's just how I learn most about it, is getting in there and playing with it until I have my head wrapped around it. That way, I feel comfortable writing it and explaining it and boiling down concepts for people to understand. And any few words about your documentation workflow in general? My documentation workflow, I've used Jira in the past to do that. It's been more so kind of ad hoc in nature, as I mentioned. I will, like I said, start at kind of the inception of a feature and work very closely with a key number of individuals to, to write about it. So I will use kind of like a list of things. Like I'll have like a list of questions that I'll make sure to ask or the way that I organize things in my workflow is like typically a Jira board, like cards, for example. And that really helps me visualize what needs to be done. I also do like mind mapping. So whenever I learn about a new feature, I will go in there personally and create a mind map of, okay, here's typically the flow of how we want the documentation to go. Here's a series of questions that we want to answer in documentation. And honestly, from there, I just kind of get in and start drafting and it just sort of happens. I'm not sure if that's what that was asking. <laughs> no problem at all, Jesse. And I would also like to congratulate you on your uh, recent move to chain analysis this month, particularly. So what do you hope to achieve in your new role and what drew you to chain analysis? Yeah. So the thing about chain analysis that I really like is that we're a blockchain data platform. So we, the whole point of what we do is provide data, software, services, and research to multiple groups of individuals, including government agencies, exchanges, to help grow consumer access to cryptocurrency safety. So the things that we do are all based around blockchain technology and making people understand that it's really not is, you know, it's not so bad. Like there's some bad actors in the space, but the things that we do really help grow trust in blockchains. And 
honestly, the space is very fascinating to me because I there's still so much about cryptocurrency that I don't understand that I would love to understand. And this is a great opportunity for me to learn all of that. What I hope to achieve is, like I have in other places, is having documentation that makes sense, you know, deflecting support ticket volume at, you know, every chance that we get and growing that safe consumer access to cryptocurrency safely. So just honestly, I'm really happy to be part of it. Let's talk a little bit about your previous experience, if that's okay. So you previously worked at, you mentioned Bullhorn for over five years in various technical content positions. And even you have led a team of uh, six technical writers, right? Yeah. Yep. So how did this experience help you to transition into your first official technical writer role? Well, at Bullhorn, I, like I, I mentioned, I started out you know, as a technical support analyst and really becoming eventually a supervisor of the content development team there. We were called content developers at Bullhorn. So one of the same to technical writers, basically. It really helped me see all aspects that go into creating quality documentation. And leading a team instead of actually writing the documentation helped me see different ways that people like their own workflows and what goes into that to create the documentation that makes sense. So part of what I did at Bullhorn pretty extensively, actually, I was part of go-to-market plans and cross-functional team meetings. And that really got me comfortable with being a key player in those meetings and asking the right questions and basically devising a documentation plan from square one. So as soon as a new feature is talked about, documentation is right there. And being on board in those ways really helped me understand what questions to ask, what am I looking out for, and not only in terms of documentation, but making that feature better for everybody. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't make sense, I'll speak up and say, hey, why don't we do things X, Y, Z way? Or typically we've done it this way in the past. Have we considered that for this feature that we're doing right now? So it's helped me quite a bit. And it's honestly got me comfortable in with documentation as a whole, since that's really where my whole career started was there. Nice, nice. And looking back, having been worked in the SaaS industry for over six years, what do you wish you had known when you first began this journey? I think the thing that I wish I would have known or at least kept in mind more was that you can always come back to a piece of documentation. So I always, I'm sort of a perfectionist. I try to perfect things right out of a gate. And sometimes that's not always possible. And, you know, obviously you want to try to put your best work forward first, but Mm -hmm. you can always come back to a piece of writing. It's never like once it's published, that's it. Really, it's okay if, you know, as long as the questions are being answered that customers will have, you can always come back to that piece of writing and make it better. And a lot of the times we can do that through the lens of support. So, We don't really know what customers are asking until the feature is out there. So maybe two months later, we revisit that documentation and we address typical questions that customers have in there. So it's okay to come back to a piece of documentation is probably how I would say that concisely. Right. So it's a living content keeps changing regularly. Yep, exactly. 
Great. And uh, again, thanks to the various courses you have taken in documentation, management, productivity, and I'm sure we can find more on your LinkedIn profile. Now, as a technical writer, how important do you think this learning is for anyone? Are you referring to like what we put out as technical writers? Yeah, as a technical writer, you did mention that you are okay to go and revisit the documentations that you produced earlier. So this whole point of learning, continue to learn different things, how important do you think is it for somebody who would like to take their career as a technical writer? I think it's very important. It definitely helps keep an open mind. And you never really want to have a closed mind when it comes to writing documentation or even revisiting it. There are things that I maybe, you know, have learned that, hey, you know, when it comes to good documentation, like maybe there's a new concept that I've learned that I can then go back and apply to something that I previously written to make it even better than it was before. And I think that's really important because that's how the documentation stays. It stays current, it stays, you know, quality in nature, and it really helps drive home the the whole point that it has at the end of the day, which is to help answer questions, to help people find their way around the software. And being able to go back and revisit something like that like I mentioned, you're able to apply maybe something that you've learned since that time to say, oh, like, you know, I've went back to pieces of documentation I've written. I'm like, okay, I'm actually going to put this around slightly because maybe I explained something at the end that I want to get out in the introduction. So I think it's it's important. Would you like to talk a little bit about your reporting structure, if not to the current role, maybe your previous experience or your reporting structure in the previous organization, if or in general, how to set up SP? Yeah, so the reporting structure at Chainalysis, and it's sort of the same at Bullhorn when I work there, is that we fall under the support umbrella. We obviously work with many different groups of people, but as of right now, I report to the director of support. And that was sort of the same at Bullhorn, though it was, you know, I reported to the content development supervisor who then reported to support as well. So always falling under that support umbrella. I have previously worked directly under the product team, which also has its pros and cons. But I think working under support really gives more insight into the documentation is there to help customers at, at the end of the day. And being under support makes sense in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My last question in the general category to you today is, I mean, we are aware that you're pretty new to chain analysis, but are you, is your documentation a publicly available one or is it a private one? It is not. It's behind a login. I don't think I've worked for a place yet where it was publicly available since that's, that's sort of Something that has always seemed sort of interesting to me as well is like generating organic search traffic. But I've always been used to it. it's always behind a login. So the really the keywords that I weigh and try to bring exposure to are more so through the lens of like if somebody's searching a keyword, are they able to find what they're looking for? I've never had to do that through the lens of Google or any other big search engines. Right, right. All right. So are we good to move to the rapid fire round, Jesse? Yeah, of course. Sounds good. Great. So who have you learned the most about documentation from in your career? I would say Ryan Nicholson. He was my kind of uh, manager and 
honestly mentor at Bullhorn. I reported to him at my almost my entire career at Bullhorn, not when I was a support analyst, but I've learned so much from him when it comes to creating quality documentation and how to create that, like I mentioned, quality documentation. And he recently had a, a blog post through Madcap Flare where they talked to him about sort of Bullhorn's documentation and processes. So he's been in the space for quite a long time. And I probably wouldn't be where I am today without him. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, mentoring. Can you share a documentation related resource you have recently consumed? Yeah, there's one. There's a lot of like documentation systems and the best like ways to explain concepts. But one that I found interesting was actually from Divio. And they have a documentation system, which it all boils down to four ways to writing documentation for software. I think it includes tutorials, how-to guides, explanation, and reference material in each service-specific purpose. And sometimes when you get in the weeds of writing documentation, you're just sort of writing one article or one piece of documentation. But this thing that I've consumed recently explains why we write different pieces of documentation and their whole purpose. And one example that I have for that is how-to material, for example. The whole point of writing a how-to is to solve a particular problem and don't explain concepts in that piece of work. So I'm still learning a whole lot about documentation, but that was something I found very interesting, just sort of looking at it differently. Nice. My last question today to you, Jesse, is what is the one piece of documentation-related advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? One piece of advice... I think it goes back to what I was mentioning about writing for a SaaS product, which is you can always revisit a piece of documentation. I've always tried to perfect things right out of the gate. And sometimes, you know, luckily that's possible to do. You know, you look at it and you you realize that, oh, this piece of documentation is serving its purpose. We're not getting as much customers' calls. There's not as many people chatting in with questions, but Sometimes that's going to happen and you can't really avoid that. And it's okay to come back to a piece of documentation with knowledge that you didn't have and make it even better. So perfecting it out of the gate might not always be possible, but you can definitely always revisit that and make it even better than it was before. Great. So that's something that I've not heard from many of my guests in the past. So thank you for that piece of advice. Jesse, so is there anything else you would like to share with our audience today that I missed to ask you? No, I think that just about covers it. Thank you so much, Gowry. Great. So once again, congratulations on your recent move and good luck with all the new projects and uh, new adventures you're going to have. And uh, thank you for sharing your experience and journey with us today, Jesse. Have a great day. Of course. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.